0: Let's go, Dermot and Dave. Yeah. <laughs> Dave's world, Dave's world. If we don't let him do it, he gets ratty. Hey, I'm going to tell you a story or two now about archaeological digs, Dermot. You Finally! Love this. You've, you studied archaeology I've for four years. I've been trying to drag you to megalithic tombs for a long time and now you're <laughs> voluntarily doing things like this in Dave's world. Well, I'm not going to a megalithic tomb, but I'm going to tell you about this. For example, in in Egypt a team were digging up houses, old mm. ancient Egyptian houses, and they kept, kept seeing these rings of bricks in the middle of the house. Yeah. Just a, just a single brick high. They were trying to work out, why, what are these? And they called in archaeologists from all over the world to come and explore this ring of bricks and go, what could it be? And people were struggling to work it out and they were trying to go underneath and see, was it, was it like the top of a well or was it nothing like that? And then a labourer, who was just on the dig as a guide to dig dirt or whatever went oh, oh, didn't speak English and he brought he said, kept waving Mire. and he brought them to his own house and thousands of years later he had the same ring this in his some, house Can I guess what it's I for? I was just about to say before I tell you what it is okay. have a guess what you think so he's using it today in the same way they used it thousands of years ago in ancient Greece Is it the, it's in Egypt uh, for underfloor heating? No uh, He was okay. <laughs> 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 I really guess they thought, thought of that. Is it cooking of some sort? Nope. Bricks. So are the bricks, Sorry, bricks. are the bricks raised or are they? Yeah. Level so flo- a brick, like, a brick height. Yeah. In around. the floor okay. and just so they like a, a ring, a, a ring of bricks. Yeah. And they just can't figure out why. Here is why. He still had the oh. same thing. His chickens. So when the chicken has her chicks, the hen has her chicks. They, and but she wants to go outside and have a feed and a peck and a whatever but she doesn't want the chicks to bother her they put the chicks in the circle and the, the mammy hen can step over the brick but the chicks can't it's <gasps> like a playpen like for a baby play chickens pen for chicks and they've oh. been doing the same thing for thousands still in Egypt now they do it for uh, rural places where they have chicks and do whatever have hens they still live the same way So, like, it's been there for thousands of years. Still exactly the same way. Can we get one for, like, babies now? (laughs) (laughs) That would be pretty helpful. And I can go outside for a peck. (laughs) (laughs) Johnny, in in South America, (laughs) they found these black obsidian glass blades in houses, but they were all stored in the rafters. Again, this was pre-Columbus arriving. This was the era. They were going back hundreds and hundreds of years. So they thought that, ah, these foolish you know pre-Christian sun worshipping people kept their obsidian glass blades up there so that they would be closer to the sun absorb more energy and therefore be more effective and deadly in battle and then a local who was from the tribe went no we still keep our blades up there except they're just now like kitchen knives like why just keeps them away from the kids it was literally child proofing that's all they were doing back in they're like no it's part of a ritual a pagan ritual Um, Roman statues, or maybe you studied this when you were studying your archaeology, Roman statues, particularly of women, have very elaborate hair. So they would have huge, like, think Marge Simpson, like mm. big, tall hair pieces. They'd no hairspray. They'd no elastic to make hair ties or anything like that. So for years, archaeologists went, How did they do this? And eventually they just went, They're wigs. They built a wig, they just put them on. Then when they were making the statue, they put on their favorite wig thing. And then a hairdresser, was in one of these exhibits and the little thing on the thing said, oh, these are just wigs. And she went, that's not a wig. That's sewn hair, S-E-W-N. So you sew the hair together because you can sew. Obviously, they've got clothes. They have got. Clothes, they have that. They don't have hairspray, then, whatever. And that's how you would make these really complex shapes and you would sew it together. And they were like, mm, really? So she went and recreated one of the hairstyles herself sewing the hair to prove how it worked. And... Uh, then she's now working as one of the few hair archaeologists in the world. Oh, wow has a massive YouTube channel which recreates these hairstyles, and is only the second person without a PhD to ever be published in the Journal of Roman Studies, which is like the top-tier scientific journal if you're studying Roman that's so history. Cool. Wow, that's at times I feel like a hair archaeologist pulling clumps of it out of the drain in the shower. <laughs> <laughs> and you can now go back 50,000 years, okay? They've used to find polished Neanderthal ribs, and no, they're bone. They're tools, but they're made out of ribs, and nobody could figure out what they were until a leather worker one day saw it and went, "That, that's a leather burnisher." So you use it to close the pores of the leather. You rub oil in, and it makes the leather waterproof when you're when you're working with leather. And the archaeologists were like, "Why are you? How do you know that?" Like, well, that's what we use today. So he's like, you use the same tools that they used 50,000 years ago. And he's like, yeah, we tried metal, but it scraped the leather. We tried, what was the other thing? They tried wood, wood splinters. They made plastic ones in like recent times, but they snap and they break. So the best tool for burnishing leather is a bone. And the, in fact, the more you use the bone, the better it gets because it gets polished. And so then it's better at burnishing leather, rubbing in the oil, making it waterproof. It's 50,000 years old. I'm hearing now the communication between the, the highly educated archaeologists and the people that actually still do this these jobs yeah. is very poor. Yeah, it should be better. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. And there was another quick one I'll give you where they were studying a portrait of someone back in the Renaissance times and they had a, a messed up ear. And for years they tried to figure out what the significance of the ear was, what was the artist trying to say? And then a piercer walked past and went it's just a botched piercing. And they went, what? But well, yeah, that's what happens if you, if you like I have seen people with that like exact thing. You pier- pinch the pierce the ear the wrong way and it grows that way. And they're like Oh right We thought it was Some big significant article <laughs> Just ask the craftspeople They know what's going on Yeah well of course The ancient archaeological secrets If you don't know What something is You either blame it on A, a, a ritual So you yeah. say This was some kind of ritual Prayer ritual Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or else aliens Aliens yeah, a, yeah, yeah, Ancient totally. alien technology We couldn't <laughs> possibly know about Dermot and Dave Weekdays from 9am Today FM